Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast, are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. Hey, I just got one question. When the last time you had a heart to heart with your dad? Like man to man conversation, not not father son like a man to man conversation with your dad. Yeah, like level level. Um man, for me it was a couple months ago, man. My dad he had to have surgery, so we were at, we were at the hospital and um I went up and spent a day with I probably didn't even tell y'all like, he had surgery, but he good now. Dang. He uh, <laughs> but uh Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like I ended up taking a day off and I, I literally spent the day at the hospital with him, bro. And it was almost like low key one of the best moments we done had in a long time. You mm-hmm. know, because I mean, we ripping and running. You know, my dad, he a pastor, so he, you know, he stayed busy with the church and, you know, he live on the other side of the city. Obviously, you know, it's me. I'm, I'm full speed, you know, head in my career. And then, you don't know, have four kids. Yeah, four. That, that, <laughs> that part. That part. You know, I was going to try to make it sound cute, Chris. Dang. I mean, we're gonna, <laughs> basically, we got four kids, with, yeah. you know, that are very little. So, you know, you know, we, we really don't have a ton of time like we used to to just, you know, kind of kind of chat. But, man, we ended up like having like one of the best days I can remember in a long time just because all we did was sit there and talk. You know, I mean, he was obviously in the hospital bed, but I mean, we just we went in and um, talked about a lot of stuff that we probably just, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like one of those conversations where we needed to have a heart to heart or nothing like that. But it just kind of we just had some good father son time. Mm. But we, he was keeping it real about some things. We was walking up and down the hallway to, uh, the uh, of the hospital. You know, he was telling me about you know back in the day when he used to drink and all this kind of stuff. We were just kind of sharing some some experiences, mm-hmm. you know. Um, wow, that's dope, wow. man. Yeah, so it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can say for 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 myself personally, um, it was it was maybe maybe a couple of months ago. Um, and, and everybody don't know this, but my dad had been. I, I won't say what he's been battling, but he's been sick. Yeah, yeah. And he ended up in the hospital for a while, and um, he was really almost out of here like ain't no he was almost out of here Dang. you know what i'm saying they were trying to figure out what was going on they didn't know what was going on and they eventually figured it out and he, he is doing better now but in the midst of having those conversations and the aftermath of those things is basically my dad who has worked for himself his entire life was told by doctors that hey you can't work physical work like that anymore wow like this is and this i know your, wow. your dad like, for your dad really? that had to be hard yeah and and it, yeah so you know it was hard for him but you know the conversation that i had with my dad was like look you ain't got to be he-man mm-hmm. like you're not i i know you you want to be macho and superman but like look pops like you, this is just where you're at right now you yeah. just that they're telling you and not they're not telling you that to discourage you they just letting you know that like hey man you can't do all of this up and down my dad my dad painted you yeah. know what i'm saying so you can't do do all this up and down the ladder and you know carrying heavy things like he can't lift heavy stuff anymore yeah. at this point so old habits die hard yeah man. yeah old habits die, old hard. Habits and, die hard. And, you know he was just like frustrated but i told him i was like look pops like all right to keep it keep it above with you it was like you the only person that i know that 
just like start something from nothing yeah. like that I physically seen. So my dad never knew how to work computers. He just read a book and started working on computers mm-hmm. and like tearing them up. And he started like a repair computer repair business that, you know, of course, the, wow. everything changed over the years because technology changed. And now, you know, people don't need yeah. that kind of repair work as much as they needed 10 years ago or whatever. Right. But I was like that you did that. So it ain't like you can't do anything. I was like, you've been painting for since you've been 20, 18, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. You got all the clients. I like now. This is the perfect time for you to actually transfer your transform your business yeah. into a actual business yeah, where man, you good. don't have to do all the physical labor. Go out and hire people. No, for sure. Oh yeah. Like go and hire you yeah. a, a team of like five to six people. Walk in. They ain't say you can't. You ain't got to do the physical labor. Right. But you got all the contacts. Walk right. in. Do the walkthroughs, yeah. all of this, and do the walkthroughs at the end. Get paid, pay these people, and your business actually can grow. Right. It ain't just got to be it's you going just, in. Yeah, own the business. Right, and you yeah. own the business. Yeah, you actually sitting back, and you know. Yeah. While he understood that he still, oh yeah, it's is hard, in his bro. head, just saying like, damn, they told me I can't do this right. no more, oh, okay, and so he's so. he's battling that. I was like, bro, this is an opportunity to like, <laughs> like <laughs> excel yeah. in your business and actually do it the way. You probably could have did it 20 years ago. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so uh, that was a real heart to heart because even though me and my dad, like we have conversations all the time, there's still that father, son, you know, type of thing. Element, like, yep. I've learned that my dad sometimes don't know how to just like say what he needs to say. So my dad will call me random and be like, yeah, man, like, um, shoot, boy, you seen, you seen the um, game today? But he really want to talk about he something. He really want to talk about yeah, something, yeah, yeah. but he don't know how to, <laughs> exactly. he don't know how to <laughs> right. say that he want to talk about something. <laughs> right. So he'll ask me like something <laughs> super hilarious, dog. random that he know that, yeah, of course I did, but right. he'll get into something, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Um, that, that was the heart to heart, but I'm still trying to have those tough, tough conversations, man, to where we, me and my dad is yet that to, to like go away and just like talk. Like I really want to take a long trip where we mm-hmm. can just like go and just really talk. Yeah, we yeah. haven't done that yet, and that that's needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. I got a I got a question though specific to this mm-hmm. uh, Ace. So you know, and I want to kind of phrase this the right way. So you know, obviously you all know my father passed seven years ago. So you know that situation is what it is. Yeah. Um, God bless uh, my father and rest his soul. Um, but now I have a father-in-law and I feel like there's a real dichotomy with that. And I, and I'll spend a little bit of time on that in a second, but my father-in-law is from another culture. He's from another country. Mm. He's from Trinidad. Um, Ace, you, you are African, uh, but African who also grew up in America. So like, is there any kind of, you know, like when you have a conversation with your father, you know, is there any cultural differences and kind of like his perspective and where he comes from in the, you know, of the past versus now, or is it just kind of like, I'm just curious about that. No, I, for sure. Dog. I, I definitely, um, have a lot to say about that. I mean, uh, I'm, you know, first generation American. My dad's from Liberia, West Africa, came here for college. So just like, <laughs> so, so I, I jokingly say I, I, I grew up in Gwinnett, but in my household, I, I feel like I was in Liberia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, in, <laughs> in the house. And and to to some degree, not to even insult, I feel like my dad, I feel like he still thinks this is 1979 in Liberia, I feel like sometimes. Mm. Like, he just, he just, so, so, I mean, sometimes it's like, I don't know if it's cultural sensitivity or he's definitely, he, his, he he's maintained his accent. He's very much immersed in Liberian culture in America. So, there's always like a, 
I mean, we we definitely um our the depth of our relationship. I feel like sometimes is is limited, though it's you know sincere and like um, respect respectful. But there's a certain depth, a gravity of my life that I feel like he just doesn't always he can't really get with or understand because some of the, like the cultural um like literacy, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, he's just like not he supersedes. It supersedes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like so. I had a, in really hearing your story, Jay. Uh, I definitely agree. Like, I, I had a um, a really cool conversation with my dad. Like, what was that? About um, like uh, almost two months ago. And I, some of you guys know, like, I, me, and my, me and uh, the wife are planning to leave our church. So my dad's the bishop, thirty-five years, pastor's kid, played drums in the church, grew mm-hmm. up in the church, served ministry in the church, immersed in the church, everything. <laughs> Got married, brought my <laughs> wife to the church, like. <laughs> and I and like, shout out the preacher's kids. Yeah, we know. So I, I, I had to have a one to one conversation with him about leaving the church, and I had been wanting to have this conversation all year, and I talked to my mom about yeah it was going. So I talked to my mom about how to do it, and she was like, make sure you wait till after the church anniversary, <laughs> because if you do it because because so like um, did that had a I drove to Gwinnett. Buford, an hour down on a Monday night, typed up a three-page document letter explaining every specific reason why we were leaving. Sat with him for two to three hours, just kind of being upfront, respectful. And in, in African culture, to your point, Chris, respect is everything. Respect is the language of love when it comes to men of uh, African and Caribbean cultures. Like respect is everything. You know what I'm saying? So I had to basically humbly communicate but also boldly be like this is what i'm doing and yeah you know you may not agree <laughs> like but this is, balance, this is what i'm doing a delicate balance uh-huh so that's kind of what i did and and, and it went well went, i still think i mean my dad's cordial and he, he respects me i think in his heart he's still hurt but he had he respects the decision you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah is it i mean like it, it maybe not to go too far down that road but like okay. Is he? Do you think he's hurt because he expected you to kind of take that legacy, whether it be, you know, obviously you're not ordained, you're not a pastor, you're not a bishop, any of that, but was he expecting that in terms of just you, like, oh, this is the family's church, and then you're going to continue with that? Um, do you think that's what it is? I mean... I think it's... So, my brother's a pastor there, one of the executive pastors, so some of that has been taken care I think it's the idea of, for him, it's like the church that has developed you poured into you you're gonna you know leave them you know what i'm saying and, and it's yeah, like yeah, it's, it's like nah you y'all 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 raised me but hey you know that you know that one song give me that old time religion it was good enough for mommy it was like oh good enough for my dad or whatever <laughs> but it wasn't those good lyrics are like <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm just saying cuz hey those lyrics those that songwriting the irony of that song is like well, what was this good ain't no for MAGA y'all? Podcast. Yo, that's hilarious. Say it again. <laughs> Say what? Said this ain't no MAGA podcast. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, like so. What what was good enough for y'all may not be good enough for me, and and it don't mean that what y'all do is wrong or right. It's just hey, man, seasons come and you gotta you gotta move out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, man, that's growth. That's growth. Yeah, Bro, you know I've been there, man. I mean that's hard too, because I mean when. You know, when you come up in a church and your dad is the leader, you know, he's been there for years, there is this unspoken expectation that, you know, to some degree, you will carry the mantle. I mean, I think that just comes along with being a preacher kid in the first place. Like, you know, you're in the spotlight. 
there's an expectation of you that's spoken and unspoken. Um, you know, most people in your church revere you just because you're the pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. When you didn't ask for that pressure, you didn't ask for that responsibility. And, you know, half the time you're trying to meet that expectation without ever realizing, like, that's not even really you. Right. You know, right. that's not even really your calling. That's not even really your responsibility. Like, and, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I applaud you, Ace, you know, just for kind of having the courage to do that, man, and, and kind of carry your family in the direction that you know you need to go. Because um, I had to do the same thing years ago, too, um, you know, and um, it was a similar situation. It just, you know, I think my dad had understood or gotten to the point where, you know, he kind of knew at some point, you know, my son is going to have to find his own path. And I think yeah. maybe he kind of had the leverage, like, whereas, you know, your dad is, you know, mm-hmm. you know I understand the African culture there, the Liberian culture, and this is deep, you know, in that church. I've seen it. I've been there. Um, it's a beautiful thing. But I can also get how that can kind of, you know, lock you into a space if you're not careful. Um, you know, and, right. and for you, you know, it's 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 cool to see you, you know, take that step. And you know, I wouldn't worry about that that um, you know, any of those, you know, potential feelings. I mean, I think your dad at the end of the day knew that someday that would happen. He knew that that would come. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where he's probably just, you know, he's he hates to see his son go, but he knows you're still his son. He knows you'll be back. He knows. You know what I'm saying? You'll be around. It's just one of those things where he has to get to the space now where he can just kind of send it off with a blessing. And, um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to, see, to hearing about what's, what's next for y'all. Yeah, that's that's Already. um. I mean, that's that's definitely an interesting dynamic, too, Ace, just knowing that you, you had to do that. You know what I mean? We always have to have those tough conversations. Uh, Tori, what what about you, man? Like, uh, what, what have you had to face uh, and, and that time you talked with your dad? Well, man, it's it's probably been a, uh, probably about six months since then. My dad had a, a just a real man to man talk, and I think it was around Father's Day the last time we had it, and it was literally around um, me being a father now uh, because you know we had the twin girls, um, and so you know me and him just really sat down and you know he just asked like you know are you in a good space? You know, really make sure you know you balance your time between work and your family. Uh, you know, trying to really you know, my dad is in the old school, you know, so it's about, you know, a man provides for his family, you know, but, but in today's society, you got, you know, they really want to balance it a little bit more. And, you know, so it's kind of hard for him to see the balancing part, but, you know, at the same time, he's like, you know, just make sure, you know, if you need help, it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't think that you have to stay on your own. And so, you know. No, oh, that's real. He's in a silent, strange black man type. So, you know, his way of showing affection and communicating is like, hey, you need anything? Oh, you don't? Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that, that's <laughs> his way. But at the same time, <laughs> he's trying to, you know, extend the island branch to see if there's anything I need, any advice I need, and things of that nature. So I, I would say it probably was on Father's Day when that happened to me. Yeah. Man, that's... um. <laughs> Is it fathers, bro? Black fathers, <laughs> black, fathers, black bro. fathers, man. Yeah, yeah, black fathers. I mean, isn't it crazy how much nonverbal communication man, goes it's on? It's crazy. Like speaking with black men, period. Yeah. But then also like black fathers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just so much nonverbal cues and just head nods, and you can get that look. And you already know what that right. look means. Yeah. You know that look. Can, that, that that look can mean a lot of different things, but you specifically know it when you get it. <laughs> 
you're like, oh, he ain't happy, yeah. or like, oh, <laughs> you know, he's he's he is happy, or like he's confused, or he's not feeling the situation. It's just amazing how much you can, you know, this we're we're unique in that way. Yeah, I think, in my absolutely. opinion, bro, bro, black men are, are oh, so man. complex, bro. Like especially, um, you know, you think about the fathers that raised us, or at least that that generation of men, of black men, man, like there's so much about them that was full of power and full of dignity and full of pride. Um, and while all of that worked to their benefit and worked to the family's benefit, you know, at the same time, like that was, that was the, at the heart of their struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was, it was hard for them to, you know, share how they really feel. It was hard for them to get in touch with their feelings in the first place. It was hard for them to understand that they actually had feelings about something, you know what I'm saying? To even <laughs> right. share something, um, you know, and, and let alone communicate those feelings to anybody in their family, like whether it be their spouse or whether it be their children like us, you know, I mean, you know, you think about the number of times and I mean, I've had this experience or, or this conversation with a, a few of y'all, you know, like, you know, what are the number of times that your dad actually said, I love you? You know what I'm saying? Bruh. Even though you knew, <laughs> I, you know, no. you knew that he loved you, but it's just like, you know, to actually hear him, you know, say that. I Bruh. mean, 30, 34, yeah. 33, 34, you know, you know, I, wow. agree, I agree with you with what you said. Like, there is a complexity, but at the same time, it's centered around such a simplistic model mm -hmm. around us. Yes. We, we, we are complicated when it comes to showing our feelings, but we are actually really simple. Um, you know, my simple might be different than yours, but at the end of the day, it's those core things that black men and black families have passed down. You know, mm -hmm. take care of family, being strong, being dedicated. Right. You know that type of stuff. Like, so it, it, it is a, it is complicated when you talk, talk about the emotional part of it. But it's some simplistic, some simplistic right. uh, uh, morals and, and values that what that we live and die by mm -hmm. as well. We didn't have room to be complex. But how much of that story, though? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm curious though. To to what degree though are some of those simplistic ways and those kind of like you know, you know. We hear it now in a lot of different conversations, family values or the old ways of doing things or like back in my day type of conversations. And then you kind of really juxtapose that with where the black family and the black community is right now. And you do kind of question or challenge like, well, maybe we should be thinking about some new ways of doing some things if this is kind of like where we are now versus like then. And I understand that there are certain things like, you know, like the nuclear family, um, you know, a real community. Um, but I, I guess I just I, I always grapple with this sometimes these ideas of the way things were as opposed to the way things can be now in the future or moving forward. Well, I, I think part of it is, you know, because of the huge prison population that is majority black, <laughs> you know, I, I think that takes away from, from some of that, you know, because if. Once drugs and things of that nature is introduced into our neighborhoods, then there comes a new way of lifestyle that men had to adapt to. Some was able to adapt, um, some were not. Some were able to hold fast to those traditional values, and others were not. Um, so at the end of the day, I think it's still, those things are still trying to choose almost like God's word. God's word never changed. You know, it's the same today as it was yesterday. You know what I mean? So some of those things are just it's inherent. And when you actually deviate from those, I believe that's a, uh, a lot of times where those trials and tribulations and, and stresses come from. Mm. Mm. Hmm. That'll preach. 
<laughs> yeah, for, for all y'all listen, we got we got we got PKs, we got a lot of preachers kids uh out of out of our group of friends, man. Yeah. And all of us grew up in the church. Um, you know, all 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 love the Lord, but you know, we're all at different, you know, phases in our walks and maybe just have differing perspectives um as it you know pertains to the church. I mean, I'll say myself, um I mean, you all know this. This isn't really no secret. I've just been in a place for a very long time now as it relates to kind of the church. Um, You know, I'm loving what I'm starting to see now where a lot of the churches um, with younger leadership um, are starting to see that there is a dynamic kind of, uh, you know, environment and community out here of very diverse people with diverse perspectives and you know, are kind of embracing this kind of new way. You know, you see pastors now rocking the same sneakers that sneakerheads are rocking. Um, you see them, you know, kind of vacationing in some of the same places, some of the other people. And I think they're trying to bring a coolness factor back to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like, I mean, if I reflect on my, you know, my upbringing in church, you know, church, school, fun, hang with friends are all separated yeah right where i can remember a very (laughs) i can remember a very specific point though when i was a kid like a like a young kid where it was all collapsed it was all the same like church was fun the friends i had there were fun and you know all of that was kind of wrapped up but then it became this very specific as i got a little older like church is boring Hmm. they're still super like old school it doesn't seem like they were kind of thinking progressively about just the way society's changing and being kind of a a a, a true um, haven for the, for those in need and, and and provoking social change in the community. Um, but I feel like there's kind of been a little bit of resurgence, and some people are trying to revitalize that. I mean, what y'all take on that? Nah, for sure. I feel like um, definitely like man, the, like the old the older generation of churches, even me growing up, it it. it you know what I'm saying? It was good for a moment, but then I feel like droves like young adults, man, they were like, man, I'm I'm not, I ain't rocking with this. They were, they were leaving the church in droves, and a lot of them had good reasons. Not, some people not even just leaving the church. They're leaving the faith and exploring new things. And, and so I feel like specifically the black church hasn't progressively been inclusive of the newer generation, young adult population, uh, millennial generation X. They just haven't figured out a way how to connect with them historically. So as those as those as that generation's gotten older, they just I mean they hit college and was like, yo, I'm out. I ain't coming back. You know what I'm saying? So the churches that are kind of catching wind of it are like, nah, you gotta be immersed. I mean obviously there's different perspectives, different theologies, different doctrine, but the churches that are actually uh creating change and making the world a better place are those who are mindful of where pop culture is and and connecting with people where they at. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I legit been in a church before. I think it was a watch night service at another church somewhere. And, and a guy had came in um, off the street. For those y'all who don't know watch night, that's black, oh, that's that's black, black, folk, black folk New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve service. I was this dude. It's hilarious, dog. Hold on real quick. It's so funny, bro. Like the other night I was talking to my wife about this. And I was just like, yo. I used to, I do not remember a night until I was like twenty something where I wasn't in church on New Year's Eve. Fact until college, <laughs> until college, bro. You know, until college. for real. That's come on, dog. Like I don't even know what a New Year's Eve party looked like. I don't even know you could party on New Year's <laughs> Eve. I don't even know you could do that. Right, right. Yo, I we we used to, we used to go to church on New Year's and hit the club afterward. We was like, yo, we got to get right. We gotta 
<laughs> we'll get his heart over midnight, the guy. We got to make sure we we go go test that joint. <laughs> like, remember, remember the time when they said like, oh, we're right. gonna move watch night service up to seven. Oh, it's a wrap. Oh, what? Oh, what? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Nine o'clock. Turn up. We'll take this shot for the low. Oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. That's crazy. You know, Ace. Um, just uh. I'm hearing everybody talk, right? And, and it made me think about a couple of things too. Like I, I recently visited my um, my wife's uh, home church in Augusta, and I kid you not, like the, the church that she goes to is one of the oldest churches in Augusta. It's a big church, bro. Stuck in time, I bet. <laughs> when I went into that church, <laughs> mm-hmm. I counted thirty people, like total, total, <laughs> including the pastor. Thirty people. Hey, I ain't gonna lie though. That's like the, that's like the, probably the consistent number. Like my dad's church though. But but I'm I mean Yo. your dad's church ain't this size. Oh okay. This 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 <laughs> like I've been to your dad's church and your dad has a Yo, a how, modest size. How big church. Is your church physically? Huh? Like how many people does the church hold? Like what's the actual? Uh, capacity? if I was if I was to eyeball it, I would say probably twenty five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and look, hey. and check this out. Check this out, <laughs> bro. You, you Yo, hold up, hold up, pause. Hold up, now you weren't at a church service though. You was at a deacon board meeting. No, no. hold on. Let me, let me be, let me he be, like, let me be more like, modest. Take a thousand off of that and say fifteen hundred. Dang, fifteen hundred. Thirty people. Thirty people in the church. And, and I was looking. He was at usher meeting. <laughs> Yo, Jay, no cap. They might as well turn that into a assisted living community, bro. Yeah, bro. Just use that. Use Man, that. This, okay. Look, I'm not trying to hijack, but this is the problem that I have, right? A, a, a edifice, like an actual building that holds 2,500 to thousands of people, <sighs> and 30 people are occupying it, and we got homelessness the Facts, way that it is. Yo, we facts. got people that can't afford rent. We got, you know, we got food. Well, pantries, well the church can't afford the rent. Apparently, they got thirty people in there with a building, <laughs> bro. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this right. I'm looking at this, and and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, glory be to God, bro. But you got to understand, it's time. It's time to change it up. Bro. <laughs> it's time. Like, like you got to, you got to change. You got to shift the focus. And, oh and it's a church goodness. that it's an old church, so you know, ain't nothing but old people there. It was a few. Okay, but granted, I had my daughters with him, so they were the youngest there. But next to there, there was no. It was everybody older Take there it, with yeah, like twenty. They're like infant to ch- toddlers. Right. There were no teenagers present, and the old people were all basically fifty and up. They still had an usher standing up though, didn't they? <laughs> about five people. <laughs> they had two ushers. They, they 20, down in the back. About twenty percent of the people. But I'm, standing I'm, up I'm watching it, bro, and I'm like, I'm watching hey, it. Jay, and I was like, you did, gotta switch it up. Y'all can't keep doing this. This this is not working, bro. Like yeah. it's just hey, not Jay, working. They. Did they or did they not pass that offering basket around two times? <laughs> um, to be fair, to be fair, we got there a little oh. bit. No, no, they they passed it around. No, they didn't pass it around. You had to walk up, you know, and, and, and drop the offering. But you know, they got oh, to do this in remembrance of me table. Yeah. You know, they got they got the benevolence. Oh yeah, already. <laughs> the service was at least two hours. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. get, no, you it got wasn't announcements. Too long. An- okay. Announcements. I guess you know what? If it's only thirty people, the walking up probably shouldn't take nothing but about a minute or two. Yeah, it didn't take long. but you. But here's the problem. Like you, you just highlighted the the massive issue that personally that I see in in churches today, and mainly let's just talk about black churches. Um, 
we don't know when to say like, dang, we need to start over or we need to hand. <laughs> actually, rap. let me say it better. <laughs> we don't know when to say we need to hand it off to somebody that actually knows what they're doing. Mm, that's that's real. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. That's real. And, and just I'm going to keep it real, man, because like Big facts, because at the end of the day, like here's what here's what I've seen with church culture. And I'm not necessarily saying this, and I'm not, I'm not saying this about my, my father's church, but I've, I've been in a lot of church environments. You know, I spent years in ministry, um, you know, so on and so forth. Y'all know me. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> I've seen a lot of churches that are functioning because this is all we do. 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 The pastor is up there preaching every week because that's all he knows. The people are coming, they're, they're serving, they're, they're doing all of this stuff. Nothing is changing because, A, they're not listening to the young folk. <laughs> B, they're pushing the young folks out because all they're doing is judging them. Mm-hmm. And then anybody that will come in there with fresh ideas typically ain't somebody that know Jesus. Right. Just right. to keep it real. Right, like, right, right. All these stale yeah, church yeah. folk. They, they, they'll, de- they'll demonize Yeah, they'll them. demonize them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So they don't want nothing to do with that. You don't listen. A person does not want to walk into a church and hear about how bad they are the first time they get there from the people that's in the pews beside mm-hmm. them. Because guess what? Who goes to a hospital? Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. What? No, no, no. Here's the thing, though. It's identity, Mo. It's identity. Uh-huh. Like, people don't know how to put that up on the shelf, shelf it, you know, say like, oh, we need to, you know, all right, let's go down the street to the other church that has a bigger congregation and, like, build that flock. I mean, there's so much cultural identity wrapped up in the specific church that people attend. And I feel like, I mean, this is, it was ironic. I just had this conversation the other day where I was talking about, man, like the church culture is very real in our community, man. And I don't know that people, if like today, like if uh, like Avengers, if Thanos snapped his finger and churches went away, I really feel like there were people be out here like <laughs> I don't have an identity. No, that's real. Yeah, <laughs> like that's I don't true. know how to be a a human being. And and what I mean by that is I'm not talking about faith. I'm not talking about the salvation, the the aspect of feeling, you know, connected to a god and to God and to Jesus Christ. No, I'm not talking about that piece. I'm talking about the actual All right, on Tuesdays I go to choir practice. On Wednesday I go to usher meetings. On Thursdays I go to the deacon board meetings. Mm-hmm. On Fridays I go to this and then Saturday, you know, like no, that facts. culture. If you take that away, I feel like people don't have identity. That's Facts. And yeah. actually, yeah. low key, if you if you snap and take the church away, a lot of people don't wouldn't even have a relationship with Jesus. <laughs> Just keep it real. And that's real. The Black, Black Men, Men Think, Think Podcast. Podcast.